Over 200,000 of the homeless people in the United States of America are women and girls. The most needed and understocked item in homeless shelters, feminine hygiene products. Joy Road Media is proud to tell you about the Clean Love Project. The Clean Love Project's mission is to help women and young girls feel clean, loved, and empowered by distributing clean love kits to alleviate their hygiene needs. Go to thecleanloveproject.org to find out how you can help. The Clean Love Project focuses on the Metro Detroit area, but it also distributes kits worldwide. If you are a female in need of a clean love kit, go to thecleanloveproject.org and request one today. Joy Road Media is a proud supporter of The Clean Love Project at thecleanloveproject.org. It's me, Adario. You made me watch. Why'd you make me watch this? You made me watch something I didn't like. Next time we'll watch something I like. But I can't believe you made me watch. Hey, welcome once again to You Made Me Watch. I am Mike Bobbitt, as always, here with my lovely wife, Allison Bobbitt. And Allison, you made me watch The Fast and the Furious. Yes, I did. So what did you think? I think it is the gayest movie I've ever seen. <laughs> and I have watched gay porn. Like it was gayer than Brokeback Mountain. It was so. <laughs> oh and in all honesty, that was the most redeeming part of it. Yeah. Where I was like, wow, this is really fun to watch because these two guys are clearly in love with each other. Yeah. Mm hmm. So this movie came out in 2001 mm-hmm. and I remember seeing it basically in the theater twice. <laughs> I'll explain. So I did see it in the theater like over the summer because it was a summer blockbuster. And then I, my freshman year in college, I was at Western Michigan University and the auditorium would have free student movie nights on Fridays. And it would be like something that's about to you know, be released at was about to be released on video god that makes me that ages me a lot but you know not in the theater anymore and fast and the furious is one of those movies so i got to watch it on the big screen a second time but for free but it was super fun to watch it with a bunch of people who were in on how crazy and stupid the movie is Mm-hmm. so that was very enjoyable i have been on a deep dive since watching this trying to figure out <laughs> if that was intentional or not And I'll come across one thing where I'm like, oh, yeah, that was totally intentional. Mm -hmm. Like it is kind of an homage to Rebel Without a Cause, Mm -hmm. which is also about two buddies who have a bromance around car racing Mm -hmm. in L.A. (laughs) Yeah. What's funny about that is the censors for Rebel Without a Cause were like, hey, you guys are really pushing the lines with the the gay stuff between James Dean and Salmoneo. And uh, they cut out a scene where James Dean and Salmoneo kiss. Really? Yeah. Are you serious? Yes. You know, I just realized something very, very dark but about Rebel Without a Cause and Fast and the Furious. Hmm. Oh. Both have a lead who died in a horrible car wreck. Oh, my God. You're right. Well, that's sad as hell. All right. Well, that's the end of this episode. 
Um, so that made me think it was totally intentional yeah. that they were doing that. But then Rob Cohen is the director mm-hmm. and, well, this isn't pleasant. Oh, no. He has a couple sexual assault uh accusations against him one is he is the one who famously aja argento claims drugged and raped her during the making of triple x and even more upsetting his daughter no said that he sexually assaulted her and took her to thailand when she was 12 years old to make her have sex with male prostitutes to try to convert her into being straight so it sounds like not only is Rob Cohen a monster, mm-hmm. but also a homophobic monster since he was like, well, I'm going to get these little Thai boys to fuck you straight. So I don't think if any of this was intentional, Rob Cohen knew anything about it. No, I feel like maybe Rob Cohen is repressing something. Oh, yeah. And uh, it came out. Yep, just like the character Jesse. Yes. <laughs> in Fast and the Furious. Yeah. And I do think this is kind of nice, though. Like, even though Fast and the Furious was a humongous hit. Made and almost, continues to be. Yeah, and continues to be. Like, this movie alone cost, like, 30-some million dollars to make, and it made, like, $200 million. Damn. So you would think that the director of this would go on to get to do other big things. And he did Triple X, where he, you know, Got in is tro- accused yeah. of doing that. Yeah. And then after that, his career kind of doesn't really do any big, you know. Well, it turns out you can be famous, but not famous enough to get away with your level of creep. Yeah. In my mind, because Aja Argento is Dario Argento's daughter, that because they're movie making, filmmaking royalty, mm-hmm. that he had enough clout to go. Uh, you're oh, you're done. No, you don't make a hit. <laughs> <laughs> is that how you think it yeah. went? You don't mm-hmm. let the Robert Cohen make the movies anymore. Okay. We already have the Cohen brothers. We don't need uh, a Robert Cohen. We have why? a Joel and an Ethan. Why are you Super Mario right now? <laughs> that's the only Italian accent. Oh I can God, do. that's okay. What if we watch an interview with Dario Argento and it turned out that that was spot on? I'm gonna say we can absolutely do that, and I 100% guarantee it won't be like that. Right. It's me, Dario. I've only seen the first two, and then like little bits and pieces of some of the others. I kind of thought the franchise was about to flop when Tokyo Drift came out. Which is the third one. Which is the second one. It's the third one. Too Fast, Too Furious is the second oh, one. Oh, you're right. No, then I did see the first three because I saw Too Fast, Too Furious, and I saw Tokyo Drift. Okay. I'm not kidding. I did a super deep dive on That's this. embarrassing for you. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I love you so much. I love you. Um. This movie was kind of like everybody started to know who Vin Diesel was. Yes. Um, I think this was his big kind of breakout role. Yeah. Because right I before think... this, he did Pitch Black. Yeah. And uh, what's kind of funny about that is Vin Diesel's a huge D&D nerd. Yes. I have heard that he's actually like nothing like his character in these movies. Right. He's actually a big nerd. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. During the making of Pitch Black, he 
got Dame Judy Dench to play Dungeons and Dragons. Stop with it. Him. Really? Yes. That's awesome. Yes. I believe he was also in some war movie, maybe Saving Private Ryan, but like a very small, like featured extra thing. Like he maybe had a line. He, he was a working actor. Yeah, he was a working actor. Here mm-hmm. and there. But this is definitely. But he break- popped up, yeah. you know, in places. This is the breakout for him. And this is the thing that solidified Paul Walker as a star. As a star. Because he got to do this after Skulls with Rob Cohen and studios loved him so much that they were like well what do you want to do next and he said i want to do donnie brasco meets days of thunder and then the producer of this read of i think a vibe article about street racing in new york and mm-hmm. was like oh we could do you know combine all these things and paul walker was like yes yeah he's actually the guy who got this made that's kind of awesome yeah I'm, I'm pretty jazzed about it it's pretty cool yeah. And because I'm going to be goofing on the chemistry between Paul Walker and Vin Diesel quite a bit, Mm -hmm. I do want to say a couple nice things. In real life, they became incredibly close friends. Yes. In fact, Vin Diesel named his third daughter, I believe, Pauline, after Paul Walker. Mm -hmm. And he's the godfather of Paul Walker's daughter, Meadow. Meadow, yeah. Yeah. He walked her down the aisle, too, when she got married. Oh, yeah. That's really sweet. Yeah, he stayed really close with her after he passed away. The chemistry between them has been parodied so much. Yes. And maybe it's just because they became best friends during the making of it. Maybe it's just that the chemistry was real. Yeah. And I believe that. I mean, you can tell that this pairing works. Yeah. Very much so. Even though they're two characters who are completely different from one another. I think Vin Diesel is probably just really secure with himself because he would always be evasive when people would ask him if he was gay or not. He Mm -hmm. would just be like, no, I I just like to date in Europe. (laughs) You know, he's married now and has a few kids. But, you know, for a while there, people were like, is he? Is he gay? Yeah. Yeah. One of the things you just said, you said that the bromance between them is parodied a lot. I had told you after we first finished watching it, you were like, this was super gay. And I was like, oh, yeah, like that's a thing. And you were like, what? Yeah, I I never knew that. So there's an episode of American Dad where the son and his friends come across a plane crash Mm-hmm. And they find like a skeleton inside holding the script for the newest Fast and the Furious movie. And they are freaking out. They're like, oh, my God, we have to read it. Like, we have to see like what it, what it's about. And as they're reading it, they realize <laughs> that there's a ton of gay sex scenes yep. between the two leads. And they're very confused. And they, they're like, wait, what? Like, the rest of the script to them is awesome. But there's all these gay sex scenes. So they take it to someone and they're like, yeah, like, why are there so many gay sex scenes? And they're like, oh, we always shoot it like that. We just edit those out. Yeah. <laughs> and then they're like, why shoot them? Why shoot them? When Seth Rogen hosted SNL, mm-hmm. he and Andy Samberg did yes. a sketch. Yeah. Did a very, very funny sketch. Yeah. Where they get in this. each other's faces and are like practically kissing. And it's yeah. very funny. So. I want to play a couple rounds of a game with you. Okay. I have three quotes 
from oh the Fast and the Furious <laughs> franchise. Mm-hmm. Two of them are real. Okay. One of them is made up. <laughs> okay. See if you can guess the made up one. Okay. You're going to need more than that, crotch rocket. I go where I go. I take the highways. I take the byways. <laughs> or dude, I almost had you. The second one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, ready for round two? The There's byways. only two rounds of this game. Okay, okay, okay. I'm ready. Okay. Why am I doing this? Why? I'm doing this to make you hard, man. Or you got balls, man. I've been told. <laughs> or I'm one of those boys who appreciates a fine body regardless of the make. The third one. Nope. <gasps> what? <laughs> What's the fake one? The first one. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, it's it's um it's very homoerotic. But I still I don't know. I still had a really good time on the rewatch. I haven't seen it in years and years. Yeah. I listened to three podcasts about this. <laughs> one of them was a queer podcast that really dived into all the subtext mm-hmm. of this movie, which was delightful. Lovely. And then uh, Nicole Byer is doing the, or did do the Fast and the Furious franchise for newcomers. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they did discuss some of that chemistry there too but then i listened to uh the rewatchables podcast Mm -hmm. which is just guys that genuinely just love the shit out of this movie Mm -hmm. and they didn't really talk about that at all so that's really maybe it's just one of those things that it's there if you look for it and yeah i i don't know i i'm sure that if people saw the way that dj and i when we're together they would probably be like are those guys dating? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, you know, and it's you just know, DJ and I are just guys who love each other very much and yeah. aren't afraid to. And you're secure touch with your. I mean, yeah. Oh my God. What? And you're just, you two kissed yeah, each just, other at yeah. our wedding. Huh? I'm kidding. You didn't really. But there is a photo of him going to kiss you. Yeah. I, yeah, I couldn't <laughs> remember if we did kiss or didn't. I don't think you did. I think everyone started laughing and you guys turned away. I just know there's a picture of me going like, what the fuck? And <laughs> you guys are about to kiss. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, don't, I don't know if I've ever kissed DJ. Because it's like one of those things that's such a non thing that, you know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think. If I you have, it was. It would have been like for a, a goof. Like, yeah. As we. We're crossing each other on stage or whatever. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't really give a shit. I don't really you know, either. I'm pretty um, secure. Same. And, uh, and you guys just love each other. And maybe that's the thing is that maybe like, because when yeah, I think about. Yeah, maybe it was just like love, platonic love at first sight between these two guys. Because when I think about like female friendships that I have, like I tell my female friends I love them and mm-hmm. like hug them and tell them they're hot and give them kisses on the cheek and stuff like that. And I can honestly say it's not that I haven't even seen other male friendships that are like that, like yeah. where you just you just lo- there's this love between you. It's not sexual. No. But I think people just don't know how to place love like a platonic love like that. Like I think people think it doesn't exist. Yeah. So I maybe mean, that's where there's that confusion where people are not understanding that platonic love exists. Yeah, maybe they're not lucky enough to have those kind of friendships. Yeah, like maybe. Like Dennis and I tell each other that we love each other. I know. You, know. you say I love you to plenty of your friends. And yeah, when Bob and I were friends. Yeah, so, you and DJ, yeah. whenever you get off the phone, you always say I love you. Yeah. This movie was just ahead of the curve. Yeah. I, I am kind of curious to see more of them because I understand that 
like John Gabris is co-hosting newcomers with Nicole Byer because mm-hmm. Lauren Lapkus was filming something, I guess. Mm-hmm. He was talking about how this one almost feels like an indie movie mm-hmm. because the stakes are just who's stealing the radios. <laughs> and like later yeah. ones are, we have to get these two pieces of a bomb that if they touch each other, they can destroy the world. <laughs> like I'm kind of like, and I guess yeah. they basically become car driving superheroes. Um, apparently that's that's yeah. the direction it goes. I don't know. I I'm still down to watch them all. Like, I don't think I want to marathon them like I initially no. thought I was going to be in the mood for, but I could see myself if I wanted some mindless entertainment and some cheese watching. Yeah, another one of these. Eventually getting through all of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's fine. Okay. I mean, they definitely had great chemistry. They do. The cinematography was praised for this i hated the cinematography um it was fine it was all like shaky cameras and stuff and i was like what the fuck are you doing try to remember that that was kind of the style like remember even though the franchise is still exists today it was 2001 when this came out you know that's that's a pretty significant amount of time i think that's one of the things that sometimes i forget when i'm watching movies from around that era is they don't feel like they're that old but like it was 20 years ago. <laughs> right. What is your favorite part of this movie? Hmm. I think my favorite part of the movie is um, towards basically the, the final like stunting scene where they're trying to rob the the semi truck and Paul Walker's trying to find them to save them because he knows that the truckers are... They have armed. guns now, and, and yeah, they're armed. <laughs> Whatever, <laughs> you know, big stakes. But that scene where he he shows up to kind of say like, "Look, I I know I'm a cop, but I'm here to help." I I like that. You also get to see Dominic Vin Diesel's character find out that he's a cop. Yeah, and watch him save his friend, and also just be like. <sighs> So many emotions. Yeah, I have not to only leave. save his friend, but save his friend who hated him. him. Yeah, yeah, and knew he was a cop. Yeah, it's kind of funny. Aside from Jesse calling Brian the F slur, mm-hmm. otherwise he's pretty much right on. Yeah, he was suspicious of him from the very beginning. He was very intuitive. But yeah, I think that that was my favorite part, where you kind of see Vince like dangling off of the. Oh, I keep saying Jesse when I mean Vince. Oh yeah, Vince. Jesse's yeah. the the computer nerdy computer nerdy like, guy. Kid guy yeah. gets gunned down. Yeah, and I'm not, Johnny Tran. I don't. It's not clear if he dies or not. He got a billion bullets through him. It, you don't even really see him. You barely see him get shot. He gets shot like once and he goes down. I don't know. I don't know. He's probably dead, but it it wasn't super clear in the movie to me if he was dead or not. I guess if he comes back, we'll find out. Yeah, that's true. I guess people do periodically die in this series and then come back. Yes, I have heard that. I have heard that a few times. So even if he has been dead for 13 movies, he can still come back for the 14th or however many there are. However many, yeah. What was your favorite part of the movie? My favorite part was just Vin Diesel. I really liked him a lot. I Mm -hmm. haven't really watched a lot of Vin Diesel stuff yeah. for some reason. Like I know more about him because of like 
Dungeons and Dragons stuff and people know that he's like this super nerd and yeah. embraces it and just stuff like that. You know, I'm sure I've seen some things that he was in that he's had smaller parts in, mm-hmm. but I get it. I get Vin Diesel now. Yeah. And uh, I like it. Good. Yeah. I, I like Vin Diesel quite a bit. And uh, knowing that the chemistry between him and Paul Walker was genuine is really endearing to me, too. That Yeah. You know, because... It's just going to a job, you know, basically a temp job. It's like, yeah. oh, you're going to work on this thing for three months. And they did that. And they, I believe that even if this didn't become a monstrous hit in a franchise, they probably still would have become best friends. I don't even think Vin Diesel is in the next movie. No, he isn't. I don't think he's in the next couple of movies. I think he comes back in the fourth one, maybe. Yeah, I'm not sure if he's in Tokyo Drift or not. I don't think he's in Tokyo Drift. Okay. I don't even think Paul Walker's in Tokyo Drift. Apparently it's a weird franchise until the fourth movie, and then with the fourth movie they figure out, okay, this is what these movies yeah, are going to be. Yeah, yeah. Until The Rock comes in and fucks everything up. Yeah. Which, now that I like, because I was always sort of like neutral, like, I don't know, I like Vin Diesel, I like The Rock, but... You think maybe The Rock was an asshole, right? Like maybe he's a I'm dick? positive now. Yeah, I'm positive that he was an asshole where he was like, no, I'm the big star. I'm going to come in and I'm going to take this from you. And Vin Diesel was like, fuck you, man. This is a thing that I made with my friends. Yeah. And yeah, I sort of get the feeling like, don't get me wrong. The Rock is he seems like a very outwardly positive person, but. I'm sure he is at a point in his career where he can have quite a bit of an ego. I certainly feel like Vin Diesel was probably just like, maybe calm down a little bit. You know, it's not, Mm. you know, you're not saving this franchise or anything like that. Like it's, you've just been added to it. Chill out. And he, him being like butthurt about it. I've liked The Rock since the Attitude Era of the WWE. Yeah. Which is when he rose and everything. I feel like someone said this guy's marketable Mm -hmm. and got him a stylist because he used to have like an unfortunate look yeah his hair very receding you know kind of he had like a weird almost dracula black hair yeah and like very overdone eyebrows yeah and it was it's naturally kind of curly but then he had it like straight and like it was like then, short but then like a little oh, curly at the top he it definitely was bad. had a stylist and i feel like everything about him is opportunistic where it's like okay well i did this and now i have movies so i'm gonna leave wrestling and i mean it's awesome that he's motivated and everything but mm-hmm. he just it all feels manufactured and artificial to me where and i really wanted us to watch this beforehand Vin Diesel did all of this on his own. Like his career is like yeah, something he did it he himself. Made. Yeah. yeah, the thing that really kind of served as his calling card was in 1994. He wrote, directed, produced, and starred in a short drama film called Multifacial about a mixed race actor mm-hmm. having a hard time getting roles because some people would be like, eh, you're not black enough. And other people would be like, eh, you're too black. Yeah. And apparently it's really good and it's supposed to still be on YouTube. Oh, so okay. I'm, I really want to watch that. Absolutely. You know, so this is a guy who in 1994, before people were using like YouTube and stuff to mm-hmm. become famous, used it 
you know, to, to showcase small, what he was doing. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's awesome. I think it I think it's awesome too. I've always really liked him a lot. Additionally, he is the voice of Groot. Yeah, and the fact that he's a big Marvel nerd and he like really took that like maybe a little too seriously. The, it was actually very sweet. He asked them to even though he all he says is I am Groot through the entire movie, he really wanted to see like what the dialogue was. Yeah. So that he could say it in a specific way, which I think is incredibly sweet. And also, he showed up to the premiere on stilts and a t-shirt that said, I am Groot. Oh, that's awesome. Which I think is the sweetest thing ever, that he just showed up and had a good time. He's a huge Marvel nerd. Yes. And he got to become part of that universe. Yes. Way to go, Mark Sinclair. Yeah. Which has been- Which is his real name. <laughs> I didn't have a chance to look it up. I wonder- how he came up with Vin Diesel. I don't know. It's an interesting choice. Like, I would have thought that his name was like Vincent Sinclair or something like that. Yeah. And he just picked a different last name or something Well, if like you think that. about it, Mark Diesel sounds weird. Yeah. Like, that sounds like he's your neighbor. <laughs> Mark Deagle was my neighbor. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but it's not. But you know what I mean? Like, he just. Yeah. He just sounds like a dude. Yeah. Maybe he just was really into diesel as a as the brand as the brand <laughs> yeah and uh just was like oh, i'll figure it out i'll just come up with a cooler first name or maybe someone was like uh hey mark can you get the uh vehicle identification number off that mac truck and he was like oh you mean the the vin, the vin from this diesel <laughs> <laughs> maybe and he was like that's got a good sound to hey, it Vin from the Vin Vin Diesel. I like that. Maybe Michelle Rodriguez was really good in this too. She's great. Ja Rule was funny. Ja Rule was very funny, even though he's only in it for like one or two scenes. But his whole character, like his whole motivation, (sighs) is he just wants to have a threesome. Man, he really wants to have a threesome. Monica. Monica. He. That was pretty funny. Yeah, all the little side characters were fun and yeah. like the actor who plays Vince was really good at what he did. Mm-hmm. He does have on um, a mesh tank top through a significant um, portion. John Gabris points out that he has multiple mesh tank tops. Oh, on. so it's I not mean, just one that he owns. He was like, "I need to get this in more than one color." Yes, it's like that's the thing girls do when they're like, "This top is great. I need to get it in a bunch of different colors." Yeah, well, you know, when I found pants that I like, that's true. You did do that. I have like ninety pairs of pants in varying shades of gray. You have some. No, these are smoke. No, these are slate. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you did do that. Yeah. You know what though? Pants are tough. I have a hard time with pants because I don't have a butt. It's just kind of flat back there. What was your least favorite part of this movie? I honestly didn't really like the dialogue scenes between Paul Walker and the like FBI agent guy. Really? Not not the one. Um, not Buffalo Bill. Not Buffalo not Bill. Ted Levine. Yeah, no, not him. He was. Hey, that hey, was fun. Hey, Brian. What's you lost the car, eh? Yeah, the the ones between him and the FBI agent just were like so over the top, like. And maybe it's just because I didn't like seeing, like, oh, you know, Brian is, is actually a cop and he's about to screw these people over when when you kind of see behind the curtain in those moments. Maybe I just didn't like that. But 
I didn't really enjoy those scenes between the two of them because the FBI agent was like, yeah, we'll see if you still work for the police after this. Like, yeah. Like he would have fucking anything to do with just some undercover cop. All right, Brian. The feds are on you, so put this lotion on your skin and you can slip past them. No. It would have been funny if they had Gary Busey as like the older cop helping him out playing his same character that he played in Point Break. Oh, God. Maybe like, it's going to work out with Johnny Utah. It's going to work out with Brian O'Connor. Yikes. No, I think this was like peak Gary Busey is on all of the cocaine. I can't remember when we did... Uh, what was that? Wrong turn, with Paul Walker. Joyride. Joyride. <gasps> when we did Joyride with Paul Walker, did Ted Levine end up doing that as a favor to him because of Fast and the Furious? Maybe. I thought there was some sort of trivia about that. I'm sure there is because I just put that together like, oh, yeah, Ted Levine did the voice mm-hmm. of the truck driver. I bet, um, I bet he did. I bet he, he was like, oh, oh yeah, that sounds good. I'll do that for Do you. you think the truck driver from Joyride was one of the truck drivers who had his stereo equipment stolen, <laughs> and that's why he snapped? I don't know, maybe. Uh, a bunch of sports cars came up and shot a harpoon through my windshield. Yeah, what the fuck? Here's my least favorite part of this movie. The truckers. Okay, you and I work tangentially with truckers yes and we know firsthand that sometimes they'll abandon their load if they have to wait 40 minutes yeah why the fuck would they protect a bunch of just vcrs no they would be like take it listen i am no stereo equipment stealing mastermind Mm -hmm. but if i were to rip off a bunch of trucks full of electronics headed to radio shack I would hang out at the port in Long Beach, Mm -hmm. wait for one to get loaded onto, you know, the axles Mm -hmm. and, you know, maybe even with the truck. And when the trucker went to do paperwork or whatever, I would just take the truck or I would wait at a rest area somewhere deep in Nevada And once the trucker drove his eight to 10 hours from Long Beach Mm -hmm. that he's legally allowed to drive, I would just steal his truck then. Yeah, it just seems like there's a whole lot of unnecessary stunting. Stunts. Yeah, Yeah, like you don't need to. First of all, it's a semi truck versus three Honda Civics. Mm -hmm. All a semi truck has to do is kind of just get in your lane a little bit. And I feel like. A Honda Civic would just flip over. Well, not a Honda Civic with NOS. NOS. <laughs> I remember after this movie came out, NOS Energy Drink. Oh, yeah. Was released and it was everywhere. It was one of those drinks that I remember they would give away for free on campus sometimes. Mm-hmm. They'd be like, oh, you want some stickers? Here's some NOS. I think it was branded in a way that, and I may be remembering incorrectly. But there was a video game where to get more life, you could go to a vending machine and get NOS. <laughs> that sounds right. And it was like a survival oh, horror Jesus. and space game, maybe. Oh, yeah, probably. Or it was like Red Bull or something like that, where I was yeah. like, later, I was like, wait, that's a real thing? Like, I was in a 7-Eleven. So I was funny. Like, no way. That's hilarious. Yeah, I still... Um... I think I had NOS one time and I was like, this is 
tastes like jet fuel and I can't drink this. Did it make you nauseous? It did make me nauseous. I don't think I even finished it. I was just like, this tastes bad. (laughs) Didn't drink it. Sorry, Nos, if you're listening. (laughs) My other complaint with the movie is that they're racing these quarter mile races that take under 10 seconds. But each race in the movie takes about three to five minutes. Yeah. Those are the longest 10 seconds ever. Yeah. Additionally, the CGI is still in... 2001 CGI. 2001 CGI. So it's real bad. (laughs) You can really tell. Not that it's perfect still. We just got done watching Obi-Wan where they de-aged Ewan McGregor and Hayden Hayden Christensen. Christensen. And they looked like video game yeah. players. I was like, ooh. And and all they did was just like get rid of their wrinkles and stuff. Yeah. And I was like, that doesn't look normal. Nope. I don't like it. I have to like kind of relax my eyes to not be creeped <laughs> out by it. All right. Do you have anything else to say about Fast and the Furious? Um, just that I really still think this movie's a lot of fun. And I'm glad that you had a good time watching it. I didn't at the time. I know, you're kind of pissed. I'm glad that you slept on it. Yeah, it was one that I really had to process and listen to other people process and watch some YouTube videos and read some articles. Mm -hmm. And Well, because I think you had an idea of what this movie was. Oh, I think I was very accurate. And you were very accurate, but I think when you were watching the execution of it, you were like, wait, what? Like, the entire plot, like, you got that. But as far as how it was executed, you were not super thrilled with. Mm-hmm. Because I think it just wasn't what you were totally expecting. I, I think some of the cinematography and special effects were just kind of aged. Yeah. And I think that's the thing you just have to remember sometimes is, like, yeah. even though, again, like, it's a recent franchise, this is still a movie from 20 years ago. Like, if they did this all practically... And didn't do any CG. I think Mm -hmm. that could have been really neat. Well, I think that's another thing that they've learned over the years is that CG, if you rely on it too heavily, it's just going to look fake. No matter what you do, you you have to marry the two. There has to be practical effects with some CG, not fully CG because it looks like a video game and it looks creepy. Yep. So I think they've gotten a lot better with that. But I mean... You know, Star Wars, the prequels. the prequels were coming out around this time, too, and they were all CG. Yeah. Uh, but it was the same with, like, Superman, uh, or, sorry, it was the same with Spider-Man, like the Tobey mm. Maguire ones. There was a lot of stuff where everything was just full CG, and it looks very fake. Right. So that was just kind of the trend then. Mm-hmm. I am glad that you... Ended up liking it, and you still want to watch all the movies. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Just. Spaced not. out. Yeah. <laughs> We're not going to saw a marathon it, but. I think our days of marathoning movies. <sighs> it's over. Us. Yeah. The days of marathoning movies are behind us. Honestly, we usually don't even get through one movie. <laughs> yeah. We either start it too late or. There's a child screaming, and we have to take care of that, so we have to pause. In my mind, I was blaming Benji, but the reality is, I'm a sleepy old man. So am I. All right. Well, if you saw The Fast and the Furious, let us know what you thought of it. 
Yeah. And what do you think of the franchise? Additionally, what are your thoughts on the Vin Diesel versus The Rock feud? Yeah. I want to know what your thoughts are. Do you guys, are you are you team Vin Diesel? Or are you team The Rock? I want to know. And I'm not saying I hate The Rock. I'm just saying. I think I am. I don't hate him. I think him. I'm going to go on the record right now and say I don't like Dwayne Johnson. He's fine. I don't dislike him. I like um, a lot of the stuff that he does. Like I liked him in the Jumanji sequel. Um, I'm failing to think of any other movies. He was good in Moana as the voice of oh, um, yeah, yeah, Maui. That's true. Yeah. You know, so I, I don't dislike him, but I treasure Vin Diesel. So that's where well, I'm Well, Dwayne Johnson is no Kevin Spacey. Join us on our Facebook group and follow us on Instagram. Yes. Where Allison will post a picture a quarter picture at a time. (laughs) I'll mostly do it on time. It's hit and miss. (laughs) Did you not get the pun I was trying to make? A quarter mile at a time. Yeah. yeah. Very poorly. I I know. I was trying to just breeze past it. At least now I understand what that means. I live my life a quarter mile at a time. Yeah. The only thing that matters is that 10 seconds or less, not the gang and all their bullshit, <laughs> not the restaurant, which I don't know why anyone would eat at. <laughs> I know. Yeah, they have this little like diner sort of thing. Do you think the tuna with no crust is coding for Paul Walker? Like... Listen, I like tuna, wink, wink, but no crust. So I don't really like it, but I'll eat it because I'm expected to. Wink, wink. Do you have hot dogs back there, Vin Diesel? Or how about this for another theory? What if Vin Diesel and Mia are the same character and this is like a fight club type situation? Oh, my God. Because he's like, I have a date with Mia, and the next scene, he's on a date with With Vin Diesel, yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. And Jordana Brewster ends up not being in some of the later movies. Maybe that's because Dom has gotten in in (laughs) touch with his feminine side enough, and they're one. Maybe. Because I guess in the later movies, they embrace the bromance. Yes. I'm going to start that fan theory. Mia and Dom are the same person. Okay. Both names, three letters. Good. (laughs) I love you. And why doesn't he say our dad died in an accident? You know, the girl that you're like in love with after three days, our dad died in a car crash. No, he's just like, my dad. I'm not even thinking about my sister. Okay, bye. Bye. Embrace the bromance.